Do we have any witty banter, or do I have to go to the Star Trek trivia book? Oh God! I'll force it if I have to. Oh God! What's some banter? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, fine, fine. I'll save it for next time. It pains David. It's it's mostly just to annoy you guys. That's why I do it. And then maybe our listeners might learn something. I don't know. I've gotten the majority of them. At all. <laughs> I know I was editing one that's going to come out and then um, it's the one that David got right. And I was like, that's I'm, I'm proud of him for that. Aww. So that was it. You should loop it and send it to him. Be like, right. hey, look, you got one right. Yeah. I'll, I'll make like a quick, uh, little, quick little highlight trophy. reel, which is just, <laughs> just it's just, just one, the same one over and over. <laughs> it's just over. It's <laughs> just looped. <laughs> nice. Like that was messed up. Well, just out of spite to, for David, uh, let's start the podcast. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff. Uh, I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. I'm here. Yay. Yes. Which was I questionable. Know. It was questionable. <laughs> you and your Absolutely. having a family and a life, whatever. Yep. Whatever. All those things. It's not like it's not like we're recording on a holiday or anything. Whatever. It's not a real haul. I mean, it's, not like it's Christmas. I worked. I was going to say the Labor Day, the day I we know, ironically don't too, usually so. work. I we, know, I know. we all work. I got overtime. Anyway, uh, we do have a guest joining us today. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, how are you guys? Thank you for joining us. I'm excited. Um, I'm just going to start off with this. I love your Star Trek TikToks. You go into <laughs> some you. great topics, and you're always like so knowledgeable and enthusiastic about it. Uh, I was, I'm super excited to, uh, to have you on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, of course. Um, just from the start, let's, cause I want to put this out there. Where can people find you on TikTok? Um, it's Lieutenant commander Ray, but it's LT period C M D R dot R A E. Go check it out. Cause you have some great stuff. Um, and it's definitely worth a listen because I, um, I don't. It, it's always nice, which I, I've discovered on TikTok. There's a big Star Trek community on there that I was very surprised about. I was surprised, about. definitely. Because um, yeah. like I have a personal page, which I just kind of started because my niece was like, "You got to follow these Marvel people," and so I did. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> I wonder if there's anybody on here about Star Trek?" Because I had. This was in like February. I had started my rewatch of Deep Space Nine, and I was like, "Man, I want to." I posted a couple of videos, and like, I guess there were no nerds on my main account, so I was like, "Well, let me see if there is." And so I was like, "Well, let me go ahead and start this page." And I think I didn't start that page until maybe like May, and then it kind of exploded from there because I've I've only been on TikToks this year. Yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. No, but it's good. I mean, and it's it's surprising too how one video it can just kind of explode and then that's how people find you. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, how the algorithm, how the algorithm. Is a strange strange beast. Yeah, we've had that Definitely. conversation a few times. It is. Um well, I always like to start with this, but um so how, how did you get into Star Trek? Well, I my mom always was a Star Trek fan. She started watching the original series when she was a teenager. And so she started obviously watching Next Generation, which um, I think like 
I don't know how old you guys are, and I don't want this to be like weird or anything. But oh, we're old. <laughs> I was we're like, old. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I believe old uh, AF is the term. Yeah, only we're good. Three when it came on TV originally aired. So oh, I you were alive. Start... Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> heard so some of our guests. You're ahead of the curve. Um, <laughs> yeah start watching it and like paying attention obviously until I was like in grade school and by that time it was almost at the end of its run and so I just I kind of started from there and then we watched Voyager in Deep Space Nine together and really there was no getting me off of it at that point um, that's so cool. nice well because then you you kind of caught it in that that kind of golden age yeah like mm-hmm. the, the wrap-up of TNG into DS9 Voyager when it was on a couple times a week so you're right. like prime content yeah absolutely right on um so the, see that's i i always like that story when people are like oh you know uh, my parents watched it so then i watched it and that's i think we've had tons of guests who have said that which is always yeah, a great thing the, the family bonding Aww. yeah sweet. absolutely um do you have a favorite series um I cannot honestly say that I do <laughs> because I love each of them for different reasons. Sure. Yeah. So the one I rewatch all of them. Like I actually, I think this was maybe a few weeks ago. I posted a video that like they updated the Netflix app on my Roku and now mm-hmm. they have categories. And so you can look at each category. So when it went to the sci-fi category, I was like, let me see if there's any like sci-fi movies, but it puts everything on there. And the only thing that I have in my continue watching is all five of the original series <laughs> shows. So, Just well, Star Trek. I watch. Right. Like, yeah, it, okay. it knows you pretty well then. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And, and that's fair. I mean, you can like, I think it's definitely as, as we go through this, I, I can appreciate each series for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we, I think I, I think all, all fans and nerds get a little, uppity and nerdy at some points where they kind of defend what they, they like. Um, but no, I mean, you can absolutely love every series for all, you know, variety of reasons. Absolutely. They're like kids. DS nine is like the dark emo kid. (laughs) (laughs) You're like the quirky kid. It's a little bit of everything. TNG is like a Gryffindor, just kind of popular and gets out there. Not not sure why. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, well, then let's do this. Do you have any favorite, or who are some of your favorite characters? Um, well, Data's my all-time favorite character at oh. all, period. Um, I love his story arc, and, like, I think his passion for growth um, oh. as a person is, like, what I connect with the most. But, of course, I, I love all of the female characters because yeah. I see a lot of them in myself. Um, and the fact that I'm, I'm not the timid of females, so (laughs) I, I appreciate a boisterous woman that stands up for her beliefs and does whatever she wants. That's my kind of girl. So I would say my favorite of all time is Data. Okay. That's, that's fair. Absolutely. Have you found that since since you watched it when you were a kid and going back to watch it now, Absolutely. do you s- see different things? Do you pick up on different things or you can appreciate, or if things are like worse now, sometimes like do you, things that are things that you didn't pick up then that you were like, Oh, that's shitty. They shouldn't have done that. Like for better or worse. I think it's kind of like 
when you listen to like you just did a video where you went through like your CD collection and it's like you listen to <laughs> yes. old music from when you were in high school and you remember how you felt but it resonates differently because you're older and you can remember both of those things how the music sounded and how you felt about the music yeah. so it's the same thing with Star Trek I'm sh- like my first run through of all of them was like wow it's so exciting and amazing and I think you're kind of in the like awe of it that mm-hmm. once you start rewatching, you catch more of like the morals and like some of the episodes that are funny you catch more of why they're funny and stuff like mm-hmm. that so I think I definitely get more out of it because I can see more layers now that I'm older sure yeah that makes sense absolutely um since you've done so many rewatches, are you a completist? Have you watched everything? Um, so I've not finished Picard yet okay. and I haven't started discovery. Okay. Um, I was kind of taken aback by how like different people said it was like, I definitely plan on watching it obviously, yeah. but the format seemed more like a soap opera which was kind of weird kind of is. <laughs> to me. So I was like, I don't know how to get into that. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely an adjustment going to a really large 10 episode arc than it is like individual episodes. It's like, you have yeah. to look at the whole thing. So yeah, it does get kind of weird at the beginning until you get used to it. Yeah. So I haven't watched absolutely everything yet, but I've, seen every episode of all of the original five okay have probably you seen... four or five times okay <laughs> have you seen the animated series um i've seen some of the animated series and it didn't really speak to me I <laughs> uh, and that's okay don't, don't worry you get it's, a pass on that one it's, it's okay. a weird show <laughs> it is a I super weird show i don't think we've had a single guest on that's like yep seen the whole thing i love <laughs> i like, love ah! the animated series that was amazing yeah. Like, yeah, no. I, I, it's definitely a product of the seventies. It's a very seventies cartoon and it's just, it's so fucking weird, but you, I kind of appreciate it though, because I think in probably what we, what we talked about then they could do all the weird stuff with aliens and right. that they, that you just, you know, that a budget won't let you do in a cartoon you mm-hmm. can do, it, which is why I love lower decks. They just do the weirdest stuff and I love it. They do, um, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, if if you can go back and watch it, it's, it's I mean, it's only what twenty episodes. Yeah, it's not that many. Yeah, it's still weird though. It's absolutely weird. Yeah. Um, right on. Okay, so then you are you're like an aficionado of the like 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 the main series. Right. Yeah. I I, w- I would say yes. People are like, I don't know how you remember that one episode, but I, nobody <laughs> remembers that episode. And I'm like, well, I've seen all of the episodes, so. Yeah. I, what I have found with with nerds or or you know fandoms in in general is that we can remember um, the stupidest thing someone did in like season four episode thirteen of something, but I can't remember someone's name that I just met. Like that does not retain anywhere near me. Right. But I can remember stupid you know nerd stuff because we've watched it like five hundred times. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's why David always brings up Green Lantern shit. Yep, because I know it. <laughs> that is my the, shit. the the green lantern movie is on netflix and i'm, I'm kind of tempted to watch it i'm just saying i have to admit go back and watch it it is not as bad as you remember 
I'm not going to say it's amazing now, but it is definitely not as bad as everybody made it out to be. It's not terrible. <laughs> it was before its time by quite a bit. Now that there's been a lot of other superhero stuff, you go back and watch it, you're like, ah, this isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was. Is it better or worse than The Incredible Hulk on the rewatch? Because I remember watching it the first time through and hating it and specifically despising the CGI suit. The suit was egregious. <laughs> the suit was weird. The problem is weird fits with Green Lantern. So I felt like it the weirdness fit. I thought it was well animated. But uh, I don't. I mean, if we're talking Incredible Hulk or Ang Lee's Hulk, that's a whole different like set. I feel the like Incredible it's on Hulk, Ang Lee's Hulk level where we don't. Talk yeah, about so. yeah. <laughs> I I can't even watch the, the Ang Lee. It it's just it's so weird. Like oh, it, just as a one. film itself, I, I it, mean. it I can't connect it's to it weirdness. at all. It's on that level. It's a weird weird movie. I just don't think it's a well made film either, though. Like, really? Not that I know what I'm talking about. I don't know. He, I thought Anglese was pretty well done, but I don't know. We can Maybe, agree to disagree. Yeah, that, that's that's a separate podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you. No, um, that's awesome. I'm I'm super glad that that you're here, Rachel. So first of all, thank you for doing this. I sure. greatly no appreciate it. Um, awesome. Well, let's dive into it. So today we are doing the Drumhead TNG season four episode twenty one. Um, I had it pulled up. Original air date, April 27th, 1991. Um, this is probably in my top 10 uh, of episodes for all of TNG. Okay. I, ooh, this is going to get interesting. Okay. Then I'm, I have a vibe. Okay. <laughs> You're like, no, this is trash. I was going to say um, I, it's one of the episodes that I skip because the Admiral really? is so over the top. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that it wasn't written well or acted well. It just, after watching it multiple times, I don't really need to rewatch it. So I watched it this time. When you when you said which episodes were going to be on, and I went to uh, IMDb to look up which one, and I was like, oh, okay. Like that <laughs> okay. one. Oh. Dang it. No, I completely agree. Um, the Admirals on Star Trek do not have a good rap. They are terrible like for like most of them, right. especially this one. Like um, I love this episode because of Picard because of his like right. legal, right. moral, logical argument of like that. Th- that's why I love this, uh, this episode. You know, I was going to say, I do. I did like him and yeah. his communication with war. Like, I mm. think that they really had a great couple of discussions. Um, but the rest of it, <laughs> the witch hunt was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, and they kind of throw a lot of other random plots at you too. They they like kind of mention other shows, like our our um the other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kind of general plot of this episode is there's a Klingon exchange. Okay, well, first of all, right. it's it's weird to say that there's a Klingon like botanist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you've never hear of a Klingon scientist, mm-hmm. which is weird. True. Right. Um, so we, we find out he's been like smuggling information off to some Romulans. So we kind of have that one, but then it sets off this whole, there's also like an explosion on, on the, on the warp core, which they think might be mm-hmm. sabotage. So it sets off this kind of witch hunt of right. like, let's investigate everybody. Cause shit's going down. Right. Um, and so they bring in this Admiral Admiral Satie to mm-hmm. investigate and, they kind of very offhandedly mention, like, oh, she's the one who investigated from conspiracy from like season one with the little, 
Right. Yeah, little parasite things. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's such a Which random you don't throwaway. see or hear her. Like, I've seen that episode a, a number of times as well. And mm-hmm. she, like, her name is not mentioned. So no. I think that they kind of put that in so that there was some type of connection and she wasn't just a random a- admiral, which it wouldn't matter because how many admirals are there in Starfleet? They could have pulled her out of a hat. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, rec- they shoehorned that one in there. Well, I think they did it to show like, Oh, she's, she's good at like, you know, figuring out conspiracies, but it's like, it doesn't add to it. They, they could have just not said anything. That would have been fine too. Right. Well, and they, and they retconned it even further because in all good things, it's brought Mm -hmm. up that Admiral Seti was the one that, that uh, put Captain Picard in command of the enterprise to begin with when the enterprise was commissioned. Really? Yeah. So I don't know. It's like they, they try and jam her in there a little bit more. Just to kind it's of like, reference. Okay. That's yeah. weird. Like they're, the connection that the two of them have, I guess. I don't know. But it's kind of a it's kind of a common conflict or storyline throughout TNG is, okay, we're having a conflict. An admiral comes aboard. Mm-hmm. Him or her and Picard get into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Try That's and true. they each toe the line. And yeah. I think yeah. it kind of there's, lends there's to his character. Like people like they liked him in Starfleet because he was such a good diplomat, but that doesn't mean he was, I guess you could say not a good boy. Like he didn't really care to listen to them as much <laughs> as they would have liked. That's why he kind I think that's why he had so many like conflicts and discussions because he made a great captain because he wasn't mm-hmm. willing to roll over. And that sometimes doesn't work well with the bosses. So yeah well especially when he knows he's right right Right. well i've always liked that he's not a good soldier right like he follows orders but if if he's like "Eh, this doesn't feel right then Mm -hmm. he kind of pushes back right yeah um yeah so we get that we get a i I always feel like even though this was came out in what 91 i mean it's still so present for today like oh we have to find someone that's the other like oh this guy lied about being Mm-hmm. you know part Romulan or and you know he said he was Vulcan but he's, he's really Romulan and it's like it's like people now who are like oh you know you question where you're from or what your loyalties mm-hmm. lie or if you're you know patriotic enough or whatever it is right and you're well, like when, god this was written 30 years ago and it's the same thing now well and mm-hmm. when this episode came out it was being gay in the military if you lied about it you got thrown yeah, out the don't ask don't, don't ask don't tell yeah so that's what this is equivalent to is is hmm. being gay in the military yeah. One, it's still kind of also end of Cold War ish. Oh, like yeah. the fall totally. of Russia. Totally. Looking, looking, yeah, if you look hard enough for a conspiracy, you'll find it. Right, exactly. And that's and that's what I think is always the heart. It's like because people are kind of on board with Admiral Satie until they kind of bring a Picard into this and they're like, Oh, well, we're gonna question you. And then they also question even the, and then they they lie to Worf. At first they're like, Oh, we completely trust you. Absolutely. And then they throw mm-hmm. him under the bus and they're just like, Well, screw everybody. Well, I think that's why she picked him out in the first place was because he was Klingon and they felt like because he would maybe see the honor in what she was doing, that he would have been easier to manipulate, that she was like, actually keep him with us because he's going to do what we think is right as long as we convince him that what we're doing is right. He's going to go along with it, especially because that's his commanding officer, you know? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a bunch of crap. Well, and that too is like, is what, what 
Worf kind of says towards the end, he's like, oh, I, I believed her. I was on board with mm-hmm. it until it kind of turned, which again is right. looking at politics. Now you're like, people just follow some people for whatever reason, even mm-hmm. though other shit happens. You're like, why are you blindly following people? And then they right. start taking horse, horse, horse dewormer and end up in the hospital. <laughs> what? Yes, Do not. No one should take horse dewormer. Ever. Please. Exactly. Yes. Please Ever. Don't. <laughs> if you're not a horse. Call. Right. Don't do it. That's my one nursing tip for, for the episode. Right. Humans do not take dewormer for horses. Thanks, Dr. Death. <laughs> uh. um, no, but I think that's what's great about Star Trek is that even if you go back to watch some of the original series stuff, yeah, it was made in the 60s and, and it's kind of cheesy. There's still topics that are still Absolutely. resonate today because people are people and we're still dealing with a lot of the same stuff. Yep. Stupid horse dewormer. <laughs> right is. right um i felt bad for um the ensign um tarsus yeah oh he wasn't even an ensign he was a, just a crewman he just enlisted right. oh that's right yeah he was enlisted yeah. dude his career is like destroyed he's done. stick a fork in him he's done yep he's yeah. done i feel so bad yeah it was interesting, though, but I think this is – I know we, we've kind of touched on it a little bit before about uh, enlisted people, like when mm-hmm. – um, in family when Worf's father came on board. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is only – they talked a little bit about how he kind of – oh, why did you not go to the academy? He's like, oh, I just wanted to you know, see action. I just wanted to get out there. Mm-hmm. So he, Which is, again, very common with the military. You're like, you just want to go out and help and do your part. Um and they don't really talk about kind of O'Brien oh, is enlisted. He's talked about that a lot. He's mm. mentioned it a number yeah. of times. There's one I can't remember the name of the episode, but there's one where he said his parents wanted him to go to the academy, but yeah. he said he didn't want to wait the four years yeah. to be part of Starfleet. So he went ahead and just enlisted, and that's how he kind of got that soldier background. Before mm. they introduced the episode of where his captain went crazy. So, oh, with the mm-hmm. Cardassians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Bloody true. Cardies. Yeah. <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of If there was some episode where, where it was Cardi B and Cardassians, I would watch that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Keeping up with Cardi B, and it's the Cardassians, the Cardassians, and Cardi B. I, I would watch that. <laughs> Oh my I can't imagine a more miserable experience, but I'll go <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be amazing. Um, amazing. Jeff amazing would be the only one watching. It. <laughs> it would be an audience of one. Audience of one. <laughs> Just sitting there with this stuff. <laughs> Just me. I would watch Star Trek with anything. If you put if you put a label of Star Trek on something, I will watch it. I don't care. True. That's true. I appreciate well, that. We went we went we went for so long without any Star Trek. It was like. Well, anything sure. new. I'll yeah. take all the Star Trek. Like five shows at once. Give it all to me. Right. <laughs> and just mainline <laughs> it right in. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Have you watched? Um, well, I guess those are the only ones. The Discovery and Picard. Um, are Are you going to watch the like newer shows when they start? Like a a Prodigy. Well, prodigy um, Brave absolutely. World? I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Um, mm-hmm. So like here, like I have like a comfort kind of blanket. A kind of thing where <laughs> I like stick to the ones that I've seen. I am planning mm-hmm. on watching them. I am going to binge all 10 episodes of Picard. I started like, I think I watched like the first like one or two, but I'm going to finish them because mm. 
I am actually very excited about Q being on the second season. Yeah. So, mm. you're, no. Oh, yeah. Me? Oh, okay. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely gonna get to them. I just haven't made myself get to them yet. <laughs> just do it. It's they're all different vibes. It's just right. it's they're they're definitely um, Star Trek shows for the modern for for this century of just how mm-hmm. television in general has changed. Right. Um, especially with their longer arcs, I think it is better to binge those. Mm-hmm. because um, you just, then you get the full story. Then you're not waiting week to week. I don't know. I, I guess it depends on what your attention span is. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I know when, when we were watching. So that's not a problem for me. There you well, go. When, when we were watching Picard to record the episodes, I mean, it was hell. Like there's a lot going on. To, you wanted to keep going. Yeah. And there was so much interwoven into each episode. And the way they all connected together, it's like, oh, we got to wait another week now before we figure out what was going on. Whereas if you could have watched the whole thing at once, I don't I don't know that for some people it would have made it seem better because that was like the major complaint was the different feel that it had. Yeah. So I don't know if, if people being able to watch all 10 episodes at once would have made it like, oh, yeah, this, that was really good on the whole. But being, having to watch mm-hmm. it chunk by chunk by chunk, it seemed a little disjointed for him, maybe. I don't know. Right. I enjoyed the hell out of it, but both, it was, oh yeah, it was there was great. a lot of suspense people, having to wait. People said both that like people who watched it when it was coming out and they didn't drop it all at once. Um, that's how they kind of felt was they were like, it was hard to get into because like you said, it was so interwoven that not every story was kind of concluded in one episode, like a normal, like the normal series have been, but no. the people who binged it, they were like, we got a different experience because we binged it. We were able to see it was really like a 10 hour movie than it was singular episodes. Exactly. I, I think that's, yeah. I don't, Lower Decks isn't that way because they seem, they're pretty much singular episodes. So that that's fine. They're, well, but, but they, they have some continuing plots that kind of carry over like little, but, but they're, they're kind of just doing their little, own thing. Little chunks, but yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. it's whole little, yeah it's it's an animated show with like dick jokes and nudity so which is amazing just the way we like it (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly um what else happens in this one yeah so this is when they get a picard on the stand and like when they start questioning him about so they actually do reference some other episodes like they referenced one um the stuff from uh, a data's day where they're like, oh, you're transporting this, you know, Vulcan ambassador, and she turns out to be Romulan. Um, right. Like, oh, you screwed up. And then all the all the prime directive issues that he's had. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like we should have started counting all the times that Picard has to stop Worf from like murdering somebody. There's <laughs> multiple times where he's like, Worf, don't attack them. Easy. He wants to really bad. Well, yeah, he he insults his family. It's like he almost did. He beat the crap out of the other Klingon, the Klingon scientist in his quarters. Oh, after yeah. After he starts talking shit about his, his discommendation. Or, oh, your your right. name isn't spoken anymore on the home world because of what your father did. And he just cracks him right he there. Smacks him. <laughs> it was like Klingon <laughs> justice. Mm-hmm. Swift and, swift and yeah. brutal. Yeah. It's the best kind. Well, and then when they start questioning Picard about uh, uh, the Borg. 
You know, they're like, like that's just, I think that cut to everybody in, in the room. Mm-hmm. They're like, how dare you? Yeah. Um, but then watching it Absolutely. now, like I feel for Picard, but then it's like knowing what's going to happen with Cisco. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, there probably yeah. is some other people out there who are like, he's not like, I know they feel bad for them, but they're like, maybe he should be held accountable in some way, or they've got some. Like, I think that that's hard though, because when you think about it, like, they didn't do anything to Seven. Like, Seven was equally as responsible for her actions as Picard was as Lacutus. But can you really fault someone for their actions if they are literally transformed into a mechanical being and forced to do things because they're essentially brainwashed? Like, that's what the collective yeah. is, is brainwashing. It's like, how do you hold someone accountable when sure. they weren't in control? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was the, and he made that point in uh, one of the episodes right after Beth, Best of Both Worlds. He was talking about mm-hmm. the, the struggle, how he could like he knew what, he knew what was happening, but he couldn't do anything to stop it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they just extracted all the information from him. Right. Yeah. Even though even though he knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things, like when they started asking Picard the questions, I realized that we, what you kind of have here is realism versus optimism. In shows like this, especially ones that are really optimistic, everybody's like, oh, how could you possibly question someone? They're the main character and we know them and they're perfect and we love them and you could do that. <laughs> but if you start thinking about it realistically, like, yeah, that guy was kind of brainwashed by a bunch of machines and now is part of the running the flagship and people should be asking questions. And it's funny whenever you get a dose of realism injected into an optimistic show like this, they're almost always the bad guy. Cause reality sucks. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's true. It just is. And it's one of those that they've started using in shows more. And I actually like, like, uh, Amazon's invincible. They did that based on the mm. comics and it's, you know, the main guy is supposed to be the hero. And then, who's his dad. And then you find out that he has a lot of realism <laughs> injected yeah. into him. And the likelihood that someone like that is going to be all good is nearly impossible. And it just, so I yeah. kind of like that here. I wasn't expecting to see it in the middle of TNG season four, but it is <laughs> kind of neat to see. And they, I mean, yeah, they, they ended up doing the stereotypical nineties thing of in the middle of the trial, somebody gets somebody to go emotional and just like blow up everything they're trying to do. Right. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. It is. And exactly. It's in real law, you can't do that. Like it's considered badgering. It would never, it not only does it never happen, but it wouldn't really count towards anything. Right. Like no. they would just be like, eh, we need to keep going with evidence because that emotional outburst means next to nothing. Mm. So uh, it was it was interesting to see. I did the same thing. I had the same emotional reaction when they're like, oh, are you still part like under the Borg influence? I'm like, oh, how dare you, sir? That is my regard. Like, <laughs> I collected my pearls in protest. <laughs> but then you have to that rational side of my brain has to go through it and be like, well, it could be like no. when you're dealing with stuff, especially at that high of a level and that much risk. Like he's not running the Cerritos where it's not that big of a deal if they mess up a second contact or hey, something. Hey, hey. Hey, you hey, take that hey. back. The Cerritos is a fine ship. It's very important. It is a fine ship, but it's not as risky to have someone turn tail on the Cerritos as it is on the Enterprise or the Titan. That's so, okay. It's, it's, uh, that's the interesting thing that I realized on this is you have to like separate out, oh, the context of the show and we're the watchers versus like, what would this actually be like in reality? And it becomes a whole different view. So it, I thought that was interesting about it. No, absolutely. 
and poor Tarsus, he just gave the wrong injection to the wrong person. He got screwed. Just because he was there. Yeah. Yeah, he just happened to be there. Poor guy. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, he lied on his, his Tarsus is the the crewman, the right? Medical the one officer, who's yeah, got the, the Romulan. Med- the medical, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, he has a Romulan grandparent and he lied about it and we all kind of go, oh, well, I can understand that. But I'm like, yeah, if I'm the military, I'd be like, no. You need to tell us the truth when you come in, too. I get what it's supposed to be an analogy for, but my grandfather had a similar, almost had a similar situation in World War II. He wanted to be a pilot, and he got 4F'd for having varicose veins, and 4F means you're medically incapable. And he ended up having to go to the merchant marines because they were the only ones who would take him. He wanted, he could have gone Army, Navy, and he would have just had to lie because when you go to any of those other places, they go, oh, are you 4F from anywhere else? He's like, he could have just been like... No. no, they probably wouldn't have caught it for a very long time because they needed people. But he chose to do the right thing and ended up on, you know, a ship full of potatoes going. <laughs> still fine work, but he was on potatoes. the Cerritos of shit. Ships, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it's hard. But I think, again, in the context of the show, though, you would hope by, you know, 400 years from now, we wouldn't care who someone's grandfather was you'd be like oh you're romulan that's okay let's we're, we we acknowledge that you're a good person or that you we don't mm-hmm. judge you based off your lineage mm-hmm. i would hope yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's kind of what picard was saying is that like yeah. it is a big deal but it's not as big of a deal as how you are treating him because mm-hmm. you can't help who your ancestry is at that yeah. point it's like what is he supposed to do not have a romulan grandfather but he still wants to be patriotic and be in Starfleet. So he didn't have a choice, but to lie at that point. Yeah. Well, and it sucks too, because it, it was all because of that one bit as it goes, Oh, he's, he's lying about something. He's mm-hmm. lying about something. And you're like, yeah. that's such like the most vaguest shit. Oh, he's lying. I mean, he could have lied about, you know, if he pooped that day or something, I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. A Betazoid had a vague understanding of what was happening? No way. Oh, his, right. his was his was even worse than when Deanna's just like, I sent something. Yeah. Right. That was even worse because he's like trying to pinpoint something, but he's not really sure. Mm. And it's, ugh. Well, but even. It's roughly the same thing she always does. He's lying about something. Well, yeah, but, the least, thing I think uh, <laughs> but then a Picard, though, said, because they, they, he kind of had that exchange with, with the Admiral saying, well, yeah, I listened to her but I don't judge everything I'm going to do on that one thing. Cause it could be right. a lie about something else. Maybe he's cheating right. on his girlfriend. We don't know. Right. Yeah. He didn't change undies that day. Who knows? <laughs> he lied about his time clock. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How dare he try to take an extra hour of PTO somewhere. <laughs> didn't clock it. Damn him. <laughs> um, and then we, we get the other Admiral who's like there to supervise and he doesn't say anything. He just, he gets mad and walks out. He doesn't even have a, a line of dialogue. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's probably like the only like responsible admiral left. He was <laughs> he like, just... um, man, you're you're off the rails here. I'm gonna go. I've seen all I need to see. Like, mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Um, and this was directed by Frakes as well. Uh so that's why I also like it, because it's Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, same. I can't help it. I found the ones that he's in, he's not actually, or the ones that he directs, he's not in them very much. He's a, he's no. like a counselor, he's kind of an investigator. He's only um, in like maybe five minutes of footage. Yeah, pretty much the only right. thing he does is act as as the lawyer for the right. crewman. And he has like two or three lines of dialogue, that's about it. Yeah, he's kind of at the beginning and then that, and, and he's like sitting. That's basically yeah. it. So he's directing most of it. 
Um, no, I, yeah, no, I, I can see why you skipped this one. Like, like what you said, Rachel, um, yeah. cause the Admiral is, she's terrible. I mean, she kind of kind of come, comes in with these so-called good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, and it's interesting how she explains it too. She's like, Oh, I, she wants to hold on to that purity of what the, right. the Federation is at all costs. And I right. feel like that's kind of how politics is now too. It's like, right. we have to hold on to what America is at all costs, whether it's so anybody who says, who sullies that in any possible way. You're like, but that's, but you have to kind of critique it and use critical thinking. Mm-hmm. You can't just go blindly with it either. 100%. What? What? <laughs> D-Wormer. <laughs> I have um, to think. That's not fair. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I don't know. I, I will always love this episode because I, I, I have a soft spot for a Picard doing legal monologues. Or like moral ethical monologues mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I will always like this one <laughs> yeah him sitting there on that chair in this on the stand and he gives that whole monologue mm-hmm. it's it's one of the great scenes it's really good uh, so good so um, and for a bottle episode i mean it's yeah pretty good it's a budget mm-hmm. saver which is what they needed at the time on the show right so yeah just use a few sets I yeah. think we've seen this set before. They probably used it for it's like a redress of some other room mm-hmm. that we never see again. Right. Probably. Um, no one dies. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I know we've got a couple light episodes where no one dies. Yeah. Yeah. But this, so this is actually the episode where I got, they actually mentioned roughly how many people died at Wolf three, five, nine. Right. So mm. this is where I was getting my number from. Yeah. Yeah. That tracks. Tracks. And there was only one scene that was scheduled to be filmed um, that they just, they straight cut it. They didn't even, I don't even think they filmed it. Mm. Um, it was supposed to be a scene in Sick Bay with uh, Crusher Wharf and a couple of the others uh, just talking about the shot and what had been, what had happened uh, to the Klingon guy. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. They didn't even bother filming it. Yeah, because they were they were they knew where they were at on time. So, probably. Yeah, and then kind of, yeah, the whole explosion with the warp core because they think there's a saboteur. It just turns out that it was like just a, like a stress fracture. Which is right. we, got a bad, we got a bad part. Yeah. Which and is funny because like, I don't agree. I'm gonna still run with that, and they're like, "But why? <laughs> you have no ammo there." <laughs> yeah, where they're like, "Oh, it, it was an accident," but they're like, "Well, there could be something." Correct. Yeah, they're they're stretching. She was stretching that. Yeah, it's like my guy said it was just a bad part that we got. Why why is that hard to believe? Stuff happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're if if your chief engineer and, and an android are saying this is what it is, I'd be like, Yeah, that's probably what it is. Right. <laughs> like, okay. That's fair. It's bad timing. Bad timing. Um I don't know. Any other parting thoughts on this one? I kind of wish Picard would have followed his instincts because you could feel throughout the episode his anxiety building Mm -hmm. and I think how much respect he had for her and like you kind of like in the monologue you're talking about where he quotes her father who he like looked up to he had like read all of his his writings and stuff like that that he didn't trust himself like he kind of was still like she can't be doing what I think she's doing. I don't want to hold mm-hmm. that much mistrust for her. 
And that kind of, I think that that's where it kind of went off the rail. So I, I wish they would have trusted his instincts a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then probably because he's like, well, she's an admiral. I can't mm-hmm. upset the cart too much. Right. But no, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, he, yeah, I think if he stood up for himself more too, that, that would have shown more. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise it was a good episode. I like it. It's, yeah. I mean, it's one of those, it's a good solid season four episode. Yeah, it was okay. I give it a six. Did it just not get your attention, David? Too, too it much did of have talkie? a little bit of trouble with the attention. Not so much even the talkie, just a little heavy handed with the whole allegory of like Cold War looking for communists. I didn't think about the gays in the military angle, but that's what it seemed like mostly to me is because they were like, oh, if you're of Russian descent, you're probably a, mm. a communist and working against us. And I, I, yeah, it was a little heavy handed on the whole metaphor for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? I think that's it. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. No one died, yeah. so we're good. Yeah. Okay. This is a total bottle episode, so nothing really happens character-wise, or I mean, right. this episode shall never be spoken of again. So <laughs> we'll never we'll never hear anything about what happens to Tarsus or Jadan or anything. So I know. it's like poof, off it goes. Away it goes. Just just like normal. Which <laughs> with most of them, it is. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's this. Let's wrap up because I know we got an, another one to do. Um, uh, Rachel, why don't you tell us where people can find you again on or TikTok or any like social media that that you have? So, like TikTok is pretty much the only one that I actually use, um, and so it's Lieutenant Commander Ray, but it's L T period C M D R. And that's Amazon Mary Commander C M D R dot R A E. Awesome. Go check out your her stuff because you like because like I said, you you do some great like discussions about Trek, um, and just it, to get a different point of view is always good because there's stuff that you used to talk about that I may never have thought about or it's just a, a good way to look at it. So, listeners, go check out her stuff. It is well worth it. Absolutely. Um. I think that's it for us. Uh, David, why don't you do your thing? All right. Yeah. Check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces in the meet the nerds section. You can go buy some of our shit at cafe press and we'll barely notice. And whenever you are done admitting that your grandma screwed a Romulan, then you can go and give us a five-star rating and review and we will read it out over the air. Jeez, David. Awesome. <laughs> Jeez. That is essentially what happened, right? Basically what happened. Yeah. It was yeah, love. I got it on with an alien. It was love. <laughs> it was love. Hey, if Riker's doing it all that time. So true. It's bound true, to happen. He, he's, he, he can fall and find someone to do something with. All right. That is it for us. I think uh, he has. Hi. <laughs> probably has. That is it for us. Thank you for everyone for listening. We always appreciate it. And we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye.